the Gold Coast's 92.5 Triple M Gold. With another Flan, Ali and Spider podcast. From the breakfast show of the same name. Mm. Uh, look, forming yeah. off the cash right now is the Cyclone. We think it's going to be a high Category 3. Do you guys put much time into Cyclone prep for your homes? Do you... Go and do extra shopping. Do you put water in the house? Do you go and get extra things? Jeez, I do. I've never lived through a cyclone as in like where they're going to hit. Yep. You know, if it's Cairns, if it's Townsville, uh, you know, 1974 in Darwin. But um, for me, not really. But I do, I I get nervous depending, like I'm in a unit now. So nothing really happens in the unit. I've got units above me, so pretty safe. But when I was in... Just the housing, and you're thinking, gee, you know, especially when you're doing renos and the yep. roof, and you think if there's any leaks, and oh. you just know that, oh, gee, I hope the wind's coming from that way or the rain because yep. the house is going to leak. So I was mainly about prep for the house, yeah, okay. and you know, just outside all the bits and pieces around your swimming pool, barbecue area, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Not so much food and water. Yeah, the the bit I take seriously is the food and water because they reckon it's kind of our responsibility as citizens to be able to look after yourself for both food and water and shelter for seven days after a really, really dramatic event. Like you have a look at um, the last storm, a Christmas Eve, yeah. a Christmas night, I beg your pardon. For two days I was driving around having, trying to um, gather information and um, broadcast with Rod Molden. And, uh, Were you on air with Rod? No, no, no. I was just doing crosses every now and again. Oh, okay. Um, and it was extraordinary to see how slowly – Police were at major intersections with no lights and how well those intersections were working when we were left to our own devices. Yeah. But for me, the big deal is have enough food and water to get through seven days and not be a burden on the emergency services because if we get a massive one, if that if we have the sort of damage we got up north everywhere on the Gold Coast, oh, can you imagine how long it would take yeah. to recover? It's, we were at 30 days last Friday. Um, and there are pe- still people doing loads of work in recovery. Yeah, Ali, yeah. What, about, what do you do? Do you, you uh, shopping? Well, well you'd, you'd get an emergency kit, wouldn't you? Yes, I would get an emergency kit. I, funnily enough, when I, as you know, I grew up a strict Mormon. Okay, yep. and one thing uh, that the Mormons do, one practice that they have, is to have what's called what they call a welfare cupboard. Really? And so in the welfare cupboard, it is absolutely all about that. In times of, you know, famine, disaster, emergency. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you have things like, you know, your your big tins of, say, back in the day, it was, you know, wheat, oats, flour, rice. sugar, rice, I mean, salt. That's a larder or a pantry that's really sensible. Water. Jeez, yeah. Interesting. Can, a lot of canned food. So most Mormon homes would have a welfare cupboard in it, which... Yes, essentially gets you through um, times of times so, of uh, brilliant. Next but, cyclone, get friends with a Mormon. Yeah, become friends with a Mormon. <laughs> exactly. Cyclone Osmond. Yes, That's exactly. What I get out of that. <laughs> yes, but um, look, I was at, I was uh, at Hamilton Island when I probably told you guys before. Oh, when it got uh, devastated. Well, a cyclone of Louis, it was, and oh, I tell you what, there was some prep. So we had to tape up all that. So we were staying in. Um, one of the high-rise hotels. So, yeah, absolutely. Every... That was a big four, wasn't it? Big category four? Yes. I can't remember if it was a four or... High yeah. threes, early I fours, can't remember. I think. Yeah, but um, we had to, yeah, tape all the windows up. We all got given, uh, you know... Were you filling bathtubs with water? Uh, yes. We had food packs. Uh, but it was just 
And and the biggest thing we got was alcohol. Yes. <laughs> yes. They are the thing. Savage yes. on the grog up north when well, there's a cycle. I tell you what, one of our girlfriends, she needed it to get her through. She was so frightened. Uh, but we were fine, obviously. But, it, yeah, so interesting just and, and terrible to see the devastation that it did to all the vegetation and trees yeah. on the yeah. island. It was just shocking, actually. So Awful. Yes. So but how many... at me, myself at home, Flan, sorry, yeah. no, not a lot. No. Interesting, isn't it? Because yeah. I came home with a bag of rice the size of a pillow and everyone in my family just laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> you are officially a prepper. Yes. No. yes actually, not a doomsday prepper. I don't have guns. Mm. Oh, oh Flan, <laughs> do you Sign have... the seed. You need to go buy water as well. If I've you got do... water. Good boy. Yeah, yeah, no, I've got a. Um, He's got an old swimming pool. I've got twenty-four <laughs> water. <laughs> I've got twenty-four waters for every person in the house. Oh, yeah. good. Um, yep. But I think I need to double that. All right. Well, mm. we're not going to have the cyclone here on the Gold Coast. There's a bit of rain coming. Uh, we spoke to Luke Bradnam, Channel Nine weather. Well, I think it's more than a bit to, of rain. We're well, going to get a bit. I think it's going to sit over hundred mills really for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, if it's flooded, forget it. All right. That's the big message. When it gets that wet, and then the wind starts to blow. Things fall down. And so if you're out careful. of rice, go to Flan's joint. Oh, it's plenty. Uh, it's brown, I'm sorry. Flan, oh, it's not. It takes yeah. forever to boil. Nobody ever buys brown rice. Brown rice, very good for you. No, it is. Who well cares? Done, you can't Flan. boil it. <laughs> you know, no, it doesn't, right. doesn't cook. Oh, Actually, no. I think I put it on about 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon and I added it at 7. <laughs> <laughs> Look, with school going back in this podcast, some really good helpful stuff for uh, when school is now back this week. For parents, they need a back-to-school kit. All the back-to-school kits are for the kids. What about mum and dad? They're yeah. the ones going through the stress. So a flanty ad is part of this podcast. Ali, you've got a great message to parents of kids that are going to school. Be well, wary, be careful. Well, be careful, yes. And, you know, even though you bag them at times, Spider, for oh. all, the, all the advantages and holidays and things they get, they do also have a very tough job. Yes, I they do. would not do it. Yeah, babysit 30 kids for eight hours. Yeah, yeah hello. Oh, what, no, two days you. a week. Hey, one of your kids... <laughs> Spider, one of on your average. kids has got a very big week ahead. Uh, your son, Boston, training with the Saints, the seniors, your team, a club that you are a Hall of Famer in, and the father and son rule, he gets to train this week with them. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. So that coming Stick up. Stick with us for that one because Spider's message to Boston was incredible, yep. if you ask me. It's a ripper. Uh, words little kids get wrong, we ask you, Gold Coast, if you have any, and yes, you provided. Mm. All to come in this, the Triple M Gold Breakfast Show, Flan Alley and Spider podcast. Thank you. Oh, lovely. Got Thank through you. it. Yeah, absolutely. And be prepared. Yes. Yeah. If uh, we are going to get rain, it's flooded. Forget, Forget it. it. Back tomorrow, the Triple M Gold Breakfast Show. Flan, Alley and Spider. Flan, back to school this week. Yeah, and look, it's all about the kids really, isn't it? But what about the parents? It's a very, very tough time for parents who've got kids going off to school for the first time. And I think we need a, a back to school parent pack. Is sending the kids back to school driving you crackers? Two months off and suddenly you're washing uniforms, packing lunches, carpooling, paying school fees, trusting your kids to people you've never met before? Hello! You need the Flan Alley and Spider Back to School Parent Pack. There's masseuse vouchers, horse sedatives, a case of cardinate, sensory deprivation helmet, and a pill that places you into a two-week medical coma. What? No pool, boy? What size is your pool? Oh, do you have to have a pool? I guess not. The Flan Alley and Spider Back to School Parent Pack makes parenting a breeze. Oh! <laughs> 
not in the car! Not in the car! <laughs> Triple M Gold would like to let listeners know that whatever Flan says has nothing to do with this station. Well, this one goes out to all the teachers in our Triple M Gold family and the annoying oh. parents that, mm. you know, just butt in and don't let them do their job. And this is also a piece of advice to some of those annoying parents, okay? Okay. Do they so, know they're annoying, though, those parents? Well, <laughs> I think some would, and I think they don't care. So one of my uh, good friends is a teacher, a primary school teacher, and uh, just before school, look, normally they, uh, on Facebook, they post the class lists so everyone knows who's in what class and yada, 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 okay? Oh, yeah. Which is great. You know, yes, of course, we like to see who else is in the class. We're all curious. But guess what? You're going to find out on the first day yeah. of school. That's how we so this out. year, one of the school's uh, principal decided for privacy reasons, they're not going to post the class lists what? on the Facebook page, which I think is fair enough. They're not okay. going to do that. So what what they did instead at this particular school mm-hmm. is each individual teacher just emailed the parents in their class and said, hey, welcome to my class for 2024. Uh, you know, really looking forward, blah, 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 blah. Here's the information you need to know. Yeah. Well. A lot of uh, schools, most schools actually, they have individual year-level Facebook groups. Oh, okay. okay. My daughters have always had that at their previous schools and the one that they're at currently. Okay. And didn't the pa- some of the parents blow up an absolute treat? Did they? We want to know what class. I want to know who else is in my daughter's class, yada, yada, yada. And then one parent actually said, <laughs> sorry, I'm choking up, actually said, um, oh, my my daughter doesn't even like that teacher. Oh, right? good start. Well, yeah, really good start. But what she stupidly didn't take into account is that, yes, the teacher may not be in the Facebook group, but guess who is? The husband. Yeah. Because oh. they have a child in the same year. I was talking. You know, what a great start to the oh, year, parent. Ripper. Well done. You know, really interesting. <laughs> and look, I, I love having a, a crack at teachers every now and then. But Do you? Yeah, you know, what really interesting, I was talking to a teacher um, and – they said how much thought and theory goes into picking their class because mm. they've got to know every individual child says, look, these children can't go with these children, yeah. they don't like each other, and then this this student learns this way, which is probably better suited to this teacher. Yeah. And yeah, there's a whole theory that goes yes. into just trying to they get their classes it, yeah. together. Absolutely. It's not like let's go A to Z or A to B here. and you know, So yeah. it's actually a lot of work why absolutely. they're in that class. And can we all just have a bit of faith in nobody's perfect, but have a bit of faith in our schools and the teachers that they really are trying to do what's best for our they kids. Are. And there's all this communication. It's open and it's, it's great. But yes. in my day, we didn't bother with communication and everything worked great. Yes, yeah. exactly. Look at us. And, yeah. Well, exactly. And you know what? None of this counts for all of the teachers that we hated at school. <laughs> Spot, I've got to ask you, saw a photo yeah. yesterday of Boston um, down and looks to me like he's training with St Kilda. Um, and then I asked you about it, and I absolutely loved what you said to him about this opportunity. So could you explain what the father-son rule is real quick and then say what's going on for you, your young bloke? Yeah, oh, yeah. What you said to him, as far as I'm concerned, was amazing. Oh, no, it was, yeah, it was interesting. Look, at the moment, um, yeah, I think the AFL's got one of the best systems there is. And I know the NRL should should bring it in. And I've even chatted to some of the coaches in the NRL and they love to see it brought in. And the father-son rule is where you know, if you've played a certain amount of games with an AFL club, that means your son or your daughter can go to that football club. 
So, you know, you see at the moment, you know, for when I was playing, Stephen Silvani, one of the great players, his great grandfather played at Carlton. He goes to Carlton. His son now plays at Carlton. You see the Dacos boys, uh, Peter Dacos played at Collingwood. Now his sons play at Collingwood. It's and a beautiful it's just... thing. In rugby league, that was the Canterbury Club of the 1980s, and that was a very family club, and they encouraged that kind of lineage. But um, tell me what you said to Boston when he went off oh. the train with your, your club, St Kilda. I, I just thought this was brilliant. Yeah, so he got the opportunity to train this week uh, with the footy club. And, you know, you sit there and you think, okay, you don't know. because. So I texted him yesterday, and I, I kind of – Bit disappointed I didn't go down there yesterday, so I'm going to go down there today and oh, uh, watch him tomorrow. So, um, you know, a big moment in, you know, especially if that's a career you want to take, uh, a big moment to train with a top league club. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other day, I was, yeah, Sunday night just before Monday, I thought, oh, well, I better text him and because he's so nervous. How, yes, I was going to say, how was he? Oh, absolutely. And uh, I, I said, look, I know you – I wrote this. I said, look, I know you'll be nervous, um, you know, a couple of little tips – don't drill your handballs or kicks. Uh, you know, the worst, you know, some of those old cliches, the worst mistake is not to make a mistake at all. So just have a crack. Do all the little things. But uh, most importantly, you're there because of all your hard work, okay? It's got nothing to do with me. It's got nothing to do with your mum. It's got to do with you. You've worked mm-hmm. hard, so be proud. But when you're there, I think one of the most significant moments you can be, and I wrote, when you're there and you put on that jumper or the training top, just take a moment and have a look around and think of where you are. Yeah. Mm. I love think about, that. Think about the jumper you're putting on that's got 150 years of history. Wow. And so many kids would want to be in that position right now to have this opportunity. Mm. So you can't make a mistake. Just go there and enjoy it. Fantastic. Mm, that's so, beautiful. We that's can great, hear and see the emotion in you. You must be so proud of him because, as you said, and so good that you did say that. I mean, you know, yes, the father-son rule, absolutely beautiful, but you don't don't get the opportunity if you're not up to it. You have to prove yourself No, I love it that you said that. You've done the work. There's not one father who had played that would ever expose their son or daughter to, you know, if they weren't up up to it. He's done the work to yeah. get there. So. And I think, you know, and people always say, you know, the father and son rule is, you know, they get a bit of a free kick and I sit there and go, you know what, you get your foot in the door, but you've still got to be able to do the work. You've still got to be able to play. And sometimes it comes with a lot more responsibility and pressure. Than not, and, and pressure. You know, I mm. think of Gary Ablett, the greatest player of all time. Oh my God. For yeah. him to follow in his dad's footsteps. Yeah. And I played against Gary Ablett, senior and junior. And wow. I remember when wow. he, Junior first started and we were bagging him out, yet he, he turned out to be one of the greatest players of all time. So it comes with a lot of responsibility, but just to see him, you know, just walk into the training track and, and just be able to run onto the ground, uh, mm. I thought, you know what, I missed yesterday, so I'm going to go down there and watch him tomorrow. Nice. Now, you were emotional reading that out then. How are you going to go tomorrow watching him? I think you better wear some sunnies. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, if you download the listener app, you can have a listen to our podcast on a daily basis and uh, hear uh, like a best of, if you will, but also a bit of a bespoke chat. And yesterday we were talking about words that you cannot say and you haven't been able to say since you were a little kid. We, we found some examples. Al's been digging around and he's found an example of kids who can't say certain words like flamingo. What is it? A flamingo. No. What is it? A flamingo. Yeah, that's not even close, <laughs> yeah. kid. I want to encourage you, but you do sound stupid. Okay, so then, no, <laughs> and then have a crack at this, yeah. trying to say banana. Say apple. Apple. 
Can you say banana? Yes. That sounds like Spider Everett, 5 o'clock oh, Friday. Don't laugh. Uh, no, well, I hardly spoke when I was a kid. Really? Oh, I was terrible. Yeah. Make it up for it now. I, Just really shy? <laughs> yeah. Like I, well, my, like Were I you really? Yeah, oh, yeah. I couldn't. I made up every word. Like wow. I, and it hasn't changed. But I remember <laughs> Boston's one was um, yeah. when he was growing up was we never went to the airport. We always went to the airport. Oh, oh. <laughs> I gotta go there. Yeah, you do. You do. Uh, he goes, you want to yeah. be a hair traffic controller? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to the airport. Off to the airport. Yes, we're going to the airport. Oh, so, still airport now. Yeah, I, I I know a bloke that his whole life since he was little can't say cinnamon. The M comes first. He's Ooh. always said cinnamon. And then he shakes his head every time. Cinnamon. <laughs> no, no good. Um, and our producer Chloe. Uh, when she became a nan, um, they wanted to have be called different names. So she said to the baba, can you call me CC? <laughs> uh-huh. Baba calls her Titty. Oh, <laughs> oh, she titty. Thinks, she yeah. heard CC and came out with Titty. So that's, sure, sure. That's Nan's nickname. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. 1-300-925-666 is our phone number. Why are you thinking, Ali? You've got four of them. Our, our kids couldn't, our, Chloe couldn't say remote control. She just said remote control. Yeah. So we called her the remote control for years. Oh, it's cute, isn't it? Well, actually, Jess, she couldn't say Jake's name, so she used to call him Jama. 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 It's kind of cool. But um, I, when I was a kid, I couldn't say my own name. So my name's Alison Elizabeth, and I used to call myself Asin Bisbus. <laughs> I could never say my own name. So, but it well, is a common thing. I mean, and spider. That's well. Yeah. <laughs> it's Funny. definitely not a sign of lack of intelligence because I Thank know you. a friend. Oh. A, well, it's not. You dived on a, there friend, are a very good friend of mine. She has like three degrees, super intelligent, and she still says something. Yep. And, and, and anything. Okay. Mm. And it's just a mm. habit she has not grown out of Absolutely. as a kid. Oh, we're talking about words that your kids cannot say. And uh, Al, do you want to play a little bit of flamingo and banana for me? Can you say banana? <laughs> and flamingo? Flamingo. Yeah. What is it? A <laughs> I think that's my name. I'm going to take that. Flangamango. So we're talking about words that your kids can't say. Give us a call, one three hundred nine two five triple six. Where are we off to first, Al? Good morning, Soph in Mwilumbar. What couldn't you say when you were a kid? Oh, it's not me. Mm-hmm. Um, good morning, guys. Good morning. But I was doing work experience, so I would have been about, I don't know, 15, I suppose, and I was at a daycare mm-hmm. and... This little boy came up and sat on my lap and I looked at the teacher and she said it was okay. And then this, um, the facility was, like there was a road right in front of it and this big truck oh. drove past oh, wow. and the little boy pointed to the truck and went, big no. foot. No. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Started with an F and, oh, yes. and we get it. teachers working with kids. Absolutely. <laughs> Benny and Pack Pines. Ben, uh, what word couldn't you say or the kids say? Uh, my daughter couldn't say squirrel. She used to say squirrel. 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 <laughs> and it was funny when, when we took her to America. <laughs> oh, how cute. To be honest, did you deliberately take her to America? Yeah. She couldn't say squirrel. Oh, no, we took her over there for a tournament for her martial arts. <laughs> ah, very good. Thank you, Ben. Thanks, Benny. Uh, we've got Daniel in Balamble Heights. Good morning, mate. What word can't your kids say? Good morning, guys. Uh, so... My two-year-old uh, has a cousin, and his name is Axel. Yep. Mm-hmm. And my 
two-year-old pronounces that as asshole. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> 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 Happy birthday, <laughs> dear <laughs> His birthday is actually on the 31st of January. Oh, my God, you need to video that hard. Yep. All right. Can you just send the prize to Blamble Heights, please? Absolutely. (laughs) So funny. Well, look, Brendan, you're up there. You're in amongst it. You're waiting to see what happens with Kira Lee. Can you give us an update? What are we looking at over the next couple of hours? Or a couple of days, sorry. Well, I'll tell you about what we're looking at right now, Spider. It is a, honestly a picture-perfect day here in Townsville. That's where I'm talking to you. I'm just looking at some jet skiers heading out onto the water. It's glassy conditions out there at the moment. There's not a cloud in the sky. It's absolutely beautiful. That will change, though. There's a, a trop- tropical low expected to form into a cyclone later today, most likely this evening, and it will pack a punch. It's about 800 k's off where we are at the moment. That's why we've got beautiful weather for the time being. Uh, but all of us are going to be affected, uh, and particularly on the Gold Coast. Now, I was up here in 2017 when uh, a cyclone Debbie came through. It was a Category 3 system when it crossed the coast, much like a tropical cyclone Kiralee is forecast to be. And that, uh, that is a, a severe cyclone. Anything above, above a three is, is severe. Uh, but it actually caused the second most damage in terms of dollars uh, to our state in the history of cyclones. And the reason for that is the rain that it bought once across the land. And this one is expected uh, to be very similar to Debbie. A rain depression will be, be created after it crosses land and it's tracking towards us in the southeast. So uh, we could be seeing some... Uh, some more drenching rain, unfortunately, uh, on the Gold Coast, starting from around Saturday and certainly over the Australia Day long weekend. So was that cost uh, mainly due to the rain uh, destroying crops? Yeah, the banana bananas. Yeah, there was. They were, it wasn't just uh, because it was uh, spread over such a large uh, territory, uh, Ali. It wasn't just for North Queensland that took the brunt of the force of the destructive winds. The mm. rain actually did more damage than the winds, and mm. that's what I'm saying. With this one, it could be the case as well as it gets down into the really populated areas of southeast Queensland. Okay. If we do see flash flooding, we're yes. going to uh, you know see some uh, some major damage. Unfortunately, Luke, I'm curious. Obviously, you know, um, weather guy your head up into the path of a cyclone where would you go uh, where will you be when the cyclone hits well it's funny you say that flan because like where, where, where i'm heading right now is i'm, I'm actually at the port in uh, townsville okay. at the moment which is uh, about 100k north of where the eye is expected to cross but believe it or not i've just been chatting to some cruise ship passengers who are heading back out that it stopped Whoa. in for a day trip in townsville they're heading back out tonight, and I'm Ugh. talking to them, all Americans, and I'm saying, um, do you know there's a cyclone coming? <laughs> oh, we believe in our captain. Oh, we've had a great time. The cocktails have been flowing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's a cyclone. It's the equivalent of your hurricane, and they're, it's not stopping the cruise ship. They are, they're heading out back out tonight. Oh. Uh, they're on their way to Japan. And uh, wait, for, to answer your question, Flan, I'm heading down to a, uh, a beach called Elva, A-L-V-A. That okay. is the, uh, the community where the eye of the cyclone is expected to cross over. And uh, it, it could all change in the coming days. We'll get a better uh, idea of exactly where it's going to cross. But, mate, the, uh, I will be uh, smack bang in the centre of it because I want to be able to bring the pictures to people mm. uh, to show exactly what's happening and to be able to uh, get as much information out as we can. Luke, have you ever been in the eye of a cyclone before? 
Yeah, I have. I've, I've, I've covered a few, unfortunately. Yep. Uh, the, the most destructive one I've seen uh, was uh, was uh, Cyclone Yasi back in 2011. That, that went straight over Mission Beach. Mm. And my dad lost his house in that cyclone. Oh. And a, a, a Cat 5 cyclone is uh, just as bad as it gets. Nasty. Thankfully, this one won't be as strong. But yep. from, our, from our point of view on the Gold Coast, guys, what we need to be concerned about this weekend is the potential for heavy falls. Yeah. And yep. also, we're going to start seeing some uh, bigger swell on our beaches as well. well. Yep. Luke, make sure you stay safe. And uh, as we know, we always judge our weather people by how much they are saturated during a storm <laughs> like yeah. So get out exactly. there and get, get wet. Get I'll do my best, guys. Put a helmet on, for yeah. God's sake. <laughs> I have a couple of Category 5 daiquiris for us. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Happy New Year.